we're gonna start. Hey everybody, it's Megan. What? We're starting. Oh, we're starting with? Yeah, you don't wanna do hello, so what else are we gonna do? I don't know, let's figure out something else. No. Hey everybody, it's Megan here. Do you wanna just start and... with like, we'll just start just like by talking. We are talking. Well, yeah. I don't know, we'll figure, we'll figure it out. Anywho, as we, as we back to what I was saying. Flick Hi everybody, it's Megan and Evan here, and welcome to the Average Flick Review. Right, is that what we're called? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what we're called. Uh, yeah. Average Flick Review, where we review average flicks. Um, so that ranges from movie, new movies that came out that um, had mixed reviews, or old classic movies that we have watched um, that have mixed reviews on Rotten Tomatoes too. So I feel like we kind of do a wide range of movies. From action, we try to do action, we try to do a little bit more romantic movies, rom-coms, you know. We're trying to broaden the range, so welcome to the podcast. And yeah, yeah, this is a little bit of a throwback this this time. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of new movies lately, and this one's going to be just an older one, because nothing else is good, or at least nothing else Megan will see. So we're going to go, we're doing a throwback with uh, Sahara. Yeah, and I know it's been a while since we've done one of these, so we're back, so we're happy to be back. It hasn't been that long, it's been less than a month. Really? What was the last one we did? Uh, the most anticipated movies of 2019. Oh yeah, that was in January. No, that was in February, dude. We did that last month? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been less than anywho, a month, it's been like a couple weeks. It feels like it's been a long time, so we're back, and like with Evan said, we're doing Sahara. So, I Yeah, just, the greatest movie of the last 15 years. I don't know about that. At me. People on... Uh, no, it's don't at me. No, I want them to I want them to talk shit. I want them to get at me. Keep that in your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can't okay, wait to hear that it. back. <laughs> Maybe we should just get started because it, it seems like we're in a weird state. Okay. Sahara. Uh, Sahara, yeah. Uh, this movie was directed by uh, Brett Eisner who's done like nothing uh he did he did the crazies but i think it's pretty much safe to say that this movie like destroyed his career this movie is like uh how else do i to put this this movie was not received well by anybody but if you watch it by today's standards the movie is weirdly good i think it's because it has the same formula as a marvel movie so if you watch it now it's better than I think it was received back then. And I think it also had so much hype built around it whenever it first came out that there was it was never going to beat it. What uh, year did it come out? 2005? Oh, yeah. 2004, somewhere around there. So Evan swears that I've seen this movie before, and I swear I don't remember it. So last night... You've seen this movie five times! I saw it for the first time last night. <laughs> um, and this time I won't remember it. But I... Thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Like yeah. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it wasn't like the best movie, you know, but I thought it was like I love Matthew McConaughey. I love that other guy, um, whatever his name is. I I thought it was Steve Zahn. Oh yeah, I yeah. thought it was just a good movie. I thought it was a good story, and I thought it was action packed and fun, and you know, 
But yeah, okay, let's get into the cast real quick. Just so we'll get into the general stuff. So it stars Matthew McConaughey, Steve Zahn. Matthew McConaughey, obviously, everybody knows. Steve Zahn, the most recent thing he's been in was pretty much just Rise of the Planets of the Apes, where he plays the kind of goofy monkey in it. But it's weird because he hasn't really been anything. But he's, I mean, in this movie, he pretty much holds the movie together in terms of the chemistry between the actors. Oh, yeah. And then Penelope Cruz. This is the only movie I think I could pretty much stand with her in it. I can't think of another movie that she's been in that I, I enjoyed. But, yeah, so you want to get into the quick synopsis or do you want me to do it? You can do it. Okay. Three seconds, go. <laughs> Sarah's a movie based on a book where it basically starts like a treasure hunter team, like him and Steve Zahn, the kind of Steve Zahn treasure hunters. And in this, they've been doing this for a couple of years. They have been looking for this this Civil War ship that for some reason is it's a, in the Sahara Desert, which is really stupid, but the movie wants to, you to listen to that. Um, well, because the Sahara used to be in an ocean. during their hunt for the Civil War ship that's in the desert. The Ironclad. Um, yeah, in their hunt, they, they decide to also fight this evil regime of people who suck. In Africa. Um, yeah, who are like destroying the environment or something stupid. They're um, doing a Civil War, right? They team up with Penelope Cruz and... You know, they try to help the environment and find treasure. They do in the dumbest of ways, but it's really fun and really funny. And there's some decent action pieces in it. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm just saying I could have done better. So this movie was, uh, this movie made $119 million off of a budget of 160 Generally, <laughs> Generally, movies have to make about double whatever their budget is to get their money back. Due to marketing and different... Well, it doesn't help that they were already in the hole and how much shit went wrong in the movie. Yeah, uh, so, so. The, the original budget was actually $80 million, and it actually ballooned up, for reasons we'll talk about later, um, it ballooned up to 160 so it already was double the budget. And then to top that off, you probably needed about $320 million to make its money back. It only made 119 so it didn't even make back the production budget money. So, yeah, it, we, do you want to just get straight into the movie? It's, notes and stuff like that do you have anything you want to say before that um no but i'm just gonna go into some stuff that i I like about the movie i um i really like the the music the soundtrack it wasn't like anything original but i felt like it played so well into the movie and like the flow of the movie and like how they wanted it to be be perceived like the songs you know obviously it's very light yeah the songs are fun it i think it It wasn't taking itself too seriously it wasn't taking itself too seriously it added character and it added kind of to like that role of matthew mcconaughey and the other guy was trying to play and i felt like it played really well so that's one of the things i liked well okay the movie so there are a lot of issues with the movie but it music wasn't one of once you learn well once you once you learn all the issues that behind the production and stuff it's kind of crazy how well the movie came together the movie itself had like a very good feel to it it had a tone from the very beginning it had like like we said it didn't take itself too seriously um every piece was there like the chemistry between the actors was was pretty good yeah um the soundtrack was was decent enough it's weird that the movie came together so solidly in terms of its own tone and and quality of the movie but it was terrible in terms of production like, for give you an example, Justice League had a really, really troubled production. It had, like, two directors going into it. it there's a whole big ordeal. That movie, you, it, you when you watch it, you're like, this is made by two different people. You're like, you watch it, you're like, this is, something's weird about this movie, and it's not, it's not meshing together well. Mm-hmm. This movie, for all of the, pretty much, I mean, 
the most this movie is the most troubling production I think I've ever seen in a mo- from a movie standpoint from a production standpoint and it came together pretty solidly which was which is pretty good like I, I you wouldn't expect that like when I whenever I whenever I watch this movie I see this movie a thousand times and I you know looking at the trivia I was like oh shit this movie had some terrible terrible production issues and it just like you wouldn't have noticed you wouldn't have known unless unless you specifically looked it up right but which is something that we aim that Evan aims to do um he he's the one that does it all um for every movie that we do just so we have a little bit more information and backstory about you know so we can make this podcast worth listening to because sometimes we'll go short and we need to make it long with different trivia and stuff but um another thing that I really liked is just strictly how funny it was I mean I was laughing almost the whole time I felt like the comedy was was really well Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like too much you know mm-hmm. like they weren't apparently steve zahn funny, you know steve zahn apparently memor- uh, improvised a lot okay so a I lot of this tell. like the apparently <laughs> the, the check scene where he's like you know sit the fuck down i got the uh, <laughs> sit down. yeah, yeah whenever, there's a there's a couple of scenes in it where he does it himself classic it, quotes yeah I and mean, it keeps it classic lines but yeah. i really enjoy this movie because you know some movies like you can tell that they tried too hard to be funny like they overly some of the some of the more recent marvel movies exactly. they tried too hard to have oh, yeah. have especially it like, quip every single scene yeah especially marvel but this one i feel like it flowed so naturally and i feel like that mm. was just something really refreshing to see because mm. a lot of movies nowadays they're like it has to be funny it has to be quirky it has to be nerdy it has to have all these different aspects and it's just yeah. like kind of sometimes they're all over the place and this movie was kind of all over the place but it flowed well together and yeah it, and but it so like it wasn't like it was a good all over the place yeah yeah it the whole movie just didn't seem to take itself too seriously which is nice right because when you give the plot it's hard for me to be like okay they're treasure hunters and they're in the desert and the sahara and africa and guess what there's a civil warship and they're going to have to help save the environment. And you, if you were like giving that to like a board, like to like, you know, <laughs> to like a board of directors, they'd be like, what? You know, like they'd be right. like, what the fuck? No, what? No, no. Picture this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a good plot to like, like, cause you know, even you're getting out plots, you think the plots either got to be good or the plot's got to be so out there like King Kong versus Godzilla where they're like, fuck it, let's do it. You know? But this one's just like this. Just sounds like a bad movie in general. Right. Um, so no, it, it it does a good job of keeping it light, fun, and not really overdoing itself. I want to talk a little bit about Penelope Cruz, though. What did you think of her? Do you do you like Penelope Cruz? I don't. Really she like is her sexy as actress. hell, but she is like third on the list of exotic women who just are there because they're hot. Yeah, I really don't like her like that got, much as an, an as an actress. I don't know the things I've seen her in. I'm just like meh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because you got Sophie Vergara, whatever her name is. Sophie Vergara, yeah. Selma Hayek, and then there's her. I still don't. And know then Penelope Cruz. Some, I mean, they're all terrible actresses, but they're all there just to be hot. And this one to me was like, well, I mean, in the movie, if if you go back, they actually originally wanted Selma Hayek to play the, play this character, right? But they didn't because of tax reasons. Like they apparently, which they is got, stupid because they were paying. They were given dialect coach like two million dollars. So a quarter of a million dollars. Oh yeah, quarter of a million dollars. So what? What tax reasons could you have? It not gave them gone? twenty million dollars to sign Penelope Cruz under the movie because she's from Spain. Apparently, because Selma Hayek is uh, Mexican, there was no tax credit there. But they get a tax credit for the movie 
um, of twenty million dollars because some from because Penelope Cruz is from Spain. Either way, you could have thrown any of those three actresses into this movie and it wouldn't have made a difference. They're all equally bad, and they don't really decide. Like she's a doctor, scientist. I, I, <laughs> like I think, they don't I really think, discuss what she does. I think she's a research-based doctor. If that makes sense. Um, I know that apparently there's a there is a word for it. Like there's like a doctor, or whatever that she is. She served her role as the hot lead. Apparently, there were a lot of issues with payments here in this movie. Uh, so she only got paid like one point two million dollars compared to Matthew McConaughey's like eight million. Yeah, but Matthew McConaughey. Is Matthew McConaughey is the lead actor in this movie, but, but he's also Matthew. I think this this movie pretty much highlights every wrong thing you could do. Like this, this is the pre pre Me Too. Pre call out as much as men in movies. Yeah, this this came about five years too early for that. So there's also, a, there's a huge big, disparagement, and she's the leading actress. To, uh, it doesn't matter if she's leading. How big was she compared? to I would say film? she was equal to or greater than Matthew McConaughey at that point. Matthew McConaughey hadn't been a lead actor. I don't know about that. Name one movie before 2004 where Matthew McConaughey was a lead actor. I mean, I would have to look. Matthew that up. McConaughey, I wouldn't consider to be an A-listing actor until. Until Interstellar, and I think Dallas Buyers Club. I think he was the one who's in that. Uh, no, wait, is he? Dallas? Yeah, he's in Dallas Buyers yeah, Club. Yeah, he was. That's whenever I can start to consider him to be like a lead actor. In this movie, he's not really anything. At this point in time, he's not really done anything too crazy. I mean, he's been in some stuff, but this is his first lead role. Well, either I'm way, sure there's a huge disparity. Yeah. But well, I mean, yeah, but that's, as, that's what as I said. A, as a lead actor, not no, not that, that's what I'm saying. Like we could probably go back. Like let's see. So before 2005, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Oh, that's a good one. That's a classic. And The Wedding Planner. Oh, that's also a classic. So he's been in a couple of rom coms. Yeah. But he was like the same thing with like Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds before he became like Green Lantern. He was in, like, The Proposal. Like, yeah. that was his biggest role. Oh, which is amazing. But I'm saying, there's a definite, like, there's a definite totem pole from being a lead action movie big budget star and being a rom-com right. lead actor. There's, there's a difference there. He yeah. wasn't really in much. So, I mean, it wasn't that like he was getting paid a lot. Yeah. But he also wasn't getting paid... I feel like she that wasn't was getting like, paid as much as she deserved for it. Probably not, but, you know, that was, like you said, before the all that... Stuff so you know before all the Me Too movement yeah. stuff like that yeah which I mean I don't know it's just interesting to talk about that kind of stuff but it's also at a time when it's just different so another another side actor in this is uh, Steve Zahn uh, what did you think of him because he where where has he been he's I, he, it's amazing how I, well he kept this movie together and then he's never been anything since I know after this movie he would have gotten more roles because he was really good in this movie I mean he didn't really do much he he wasn't really much beyond the funny guy you know like he was still a solid secondary lead no 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 he was a good mm. secondary lead it was just like he there wasn't too many times where he was like 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 a dead like a, like a serious actor you know like in that movie like, yeah he, he, he definitely was the comedic he, break yeah, about, yeah, about yeah, everything played, but, like the funny but like, even then it's like i've seen plenty guy. of people who have been just comedic breaks and they're still you still see him the stuff you that's know what i'm saying though like, like he's I somebody that i have not seen anything and yeah, i was like, surprised like he, he hasn't yeah. anything else it's i mean it's interesting because he, he, he does keep the movie together in so many different parts yeah. just from whether whether it be his lines or 
or even just his chemistry between the two actors because mm-hmm. it because Penelope Cruz and Matthew McConaughey don't have that good of chemistry. Um, but then yeah. him as the best friend kind of third wheel, the trio. Yeah. he's really good in that. And also, um, whatever his name is, who plays Dwight, was in that too. Yeah, my next note was, "LOL, Dwight's in this." What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he and was this hilarious. is before The Office too. I I shot a guy with the flare gun. Uh, <laughs> nice. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> Fucking Matthew McConaughey. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, that line was so funny. But yeah, no, Dwight's in this too, and it, uh, I can't think of his name, but Dwight from The Office, that that actor, um, he actually has like his own TV yeah, show. Yeah, he plays channel, he plays another but... nerdy cool guy. Yeah, he plays like the the fourth guy in the in the tandem. Yeah. Um yeah, there's a lot of there was actually a lot of faces in this that I was like, what the hell? I yeah, the remember. um the Mar- not the, the Marshall, dad from the, Shameless. Yeah, and then um, um the general or whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever. And then There's there's a couple faces like that's the thing, this was a big budget movie, so it's you know, it's hard to forget that while this movie is obscure now, like not right. a lot of people watch this movie now. It, anybody, it's at the time this was a big budget. This was a summer blockbuster, right? But I anybody that you have mentioned, Sahara, they all agree that they like this movie. And Cody, he's seen it. And I he, think it's because their standards have changed now. Oh yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like this movie is equal to or greater than some Marvel movies. Yeah, because the people that we mentioned that we saw this movie, we were planning on doing a podcast over this movie. They're like, oh, classic. That's, yeah, that, like that's a good movie. It's a good movie by today's standards, but I think because of the overhypeness of the of it originally is what made it not exactly do well. Uh, but no, I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely I would consider it to be a classic in my eyes. But let's get into like the production the production stuff. Uh, Shit went wrong in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it went from eighty million dollars the original budget to just completely ballooning almost twice as much to one hundred and sixty million. That was the final estimate. Is around 160 million, and it didn't even make that money back, which is hard to believe. Like uh, it had some bad reviews to start out with, but I, I can't imagine. There's not very many movies these days that make a, like a, a big summer blockbuster that makes less than 100 million dollars. Yeah, it's gonna be a significant failure for it to for it to only make that much. Yeah, but I feel like the times of going to the movies have changed too. And like the, the standard of production, the standard of commercials, and that's what I'm. But this type of movie is exactly what I would put up there. Like I would put this up there with strongly. I'd be like, let's watch this, and then we're gonna watch Ant Man. Yeah, and I'd be like, this is the same shit. They're like in terms of how good or the quality it is, in terms of the the quips, the funniness. Yeah, the Honestly, the action pieces are decent. And like this movie came back into the theaters like. You know, like one of those. If they made a sequel, days. yeah, like, like I do. not not any sequel, but if they show like you know, like Cinemark sometimes shows like classic movies or whatever, yeah. like old school or whatever. This will never reach that. But. No, I know, but I'm just saying if they did, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go see Sahara in the theater. You know, like, yeah, strictly, you know, yeah. But anyways, the so the production, the first of all, I mean, the movie based uh, hemorrhage money. You've got there's a plane crash that doesn't even happen in the movie. They cut the they cut the scene, but there's a plane crash they they made happen. Cost them $2 million to make, and they didn't even leave it in the movie. Oh, my God. Got equipment damages from uh, people breaking. There's a scene where a boat flies into the desert off the river, and it smashes a quarter-million-dollar camera. The dialect coach and hairstylist of Penelope Cruz cost them a quarter of a million dollars each. I don't even know why, because her hair hair sucked in this movie. It wasn't good. It was, like, braided half the time, and then it was up in a clip. And then at the very end scene, she wore this really ugly-ass, like, beanie thing at the beach. 
Yeah. Like, um, bitch, what? <laughs> I mean, you could pretty much say that there's a solid $20 million in this movie that was just wasted. And then, in 2007, so about a couple years afterwards, the film studio released a 151-page line-item budget of basically saying, here's everything we spent on the movie. It was entered in as evidence uh, in the lawsuits. It supposedly was confidential, uh, but was leaked by the, by the Los Angeles Times. And this was a, one of the very few instances of like a rare look into like what films spend money on. Mm-hmm. Between... So basically between paying paying Moroccan labor and just Northern African labor, they paid them notoriously little. So they basically, they bribed, they also, not only did they bribe different officials to get different tax credits and stuff like that and to, to not have to pay for certain things, so they were also like just spending stuff. money. Yeah, they were spending money on things that didn't need to be spent. Every single actor went on a tour of Africa for this movie. Why? No one fucking knows. You know, different things. It just seemed like whoever was in charge of making the movie didn't know what they were doing and didn't know how to rein in everybody. It just seemed like they were doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Right. Um, but it led to a whole bunch of different issues and some of which, I mean, they broke, they broke quite a few laws to make this movie happen. It wasn't a good, good movie in terms of how they, how they produced it. Um, like we, like we were talking about earlier, it's just like, it's amazing this movie got so far the movie is better than what it's rated on Rotten Tomatoes, or you know, whatever. like you know, like it's, I agree. The review, well, the reviews, I, I, I feel I like know. are wrongly stated. I don't know what the reviews are on Rotten Tomatoes, but I agree. Yeah, <laughs> the movie's better than what it is, but for some reason, it just—I mean, when you look at the, the the behind the scenes of it, it's just insane how messed up everything was. Yeah, yeah. It almost seemed like. They were like halfway through, and they were like, "Fuck! Like, well, we can't stop halfway, so we might, you know what I mean? Might as well just finish it." But well, apparently, it was in it was in development hell for like three or four years before it finally got pushed out and like made a movie of it. Apparently, the book that this movie is based off of was like a huge time, like New York Times bestseller, hmm. and they were like, "We really need to make a movie off this. We have the rights to it. We should really, you know, well, make something well. of it." Yeah. yeah. And they had a sequel actually planned because they were so sure it was going to be a hit. And the sequel, well, I feel like it could have been a hit. And the sequel definitely would have been good. I think I, I, yeah, I think if you released this movie now, you would have. Oh it yeah, been a hit. it would have been a hit. But today, <laughs> but no, yeah, but by 2005 standards, which is weird because it, it's almost like usually standards of the movies go up. You know, like you have a movie five years ago or ten years ago, and it's like well, that was a bad movie. But then you're like, but it's ten years ago, so I kind of understand. Because for some reason, between like 1995 and 2008, we all just agreed that you could just make a bad movie for the fuck of it. <laughs> you know, like we, we all just kind of agreed. Like we were right. like, you, we can go see this movie and it doesn't have to be good. Like right. Twister. Twister is not a good movie. It's not. But at the same time, it's like, we, like yeah, it's, it's not supposed to be a good movie. It's supposed to be a fun movie. This is one of those movies that tried to do that and for some reason just failed. Because I see this movie as just like a movie that's nonsensical and fun. Right. But no, I, agree. I guess it was billed as something that more intense than that, and it, and it tanked for that and other reasons. You know, like, and like, like it sucks when bad when movies are rated bad, and it, and like this, if it's rated average or bad, I feel like it deters people from wanting to watch it. They're like, oh, I don't know if it's like good reviews. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't always trust what you see because, like, you know, if we did that, we wouldn't be able to do any of our podcasts because we do that on purpose. So that way, yeah. people 
you know, maybe get out of their zone and want to see movies that may not have good reviews. Well, and we, I feel like we do this podcast purely for movies like this. This movie was not going to, this movie did not do well and a lot of people are going to ignore it because of how bad of word of mouth it's just gotten buried underneath so much, you know, bullshit for lack of a better term. Yeah. And that's why we do this kind of podcast because it's like, dude, this movie is a good fucking movie. Like you would – you could put this on and you would not be disappointed at least, you know? Yeah. I mean even- – As long as you went to a – you know, obviously being like, okay, well, it's a movie about finding a civil warship in the Sahara. So it's not going to be a, you know, amazing god you know, godsend of a movie in terms of plot. But Yeah, but in terms of what the movie was supposed to be about, I feel like they did a really good job making it interesting, you know? Like, you know, when, like you said earlier, like, picture this. A group of people go out with this big old ironclad in the Sahara Desert. Like, you know, that doesn't sound interesting, you know? But I feel like they did a really good job with the adventure portion of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, trying to make it seem like a fun and exotic and adventurous yeah. movie. So I feel like that definitely helped, too. But, you know, I'm glad that we, for the Abbott's movie, we both, the consensus is it's a good movie. Yeah, um, it was fun. It's funny how with Matthew McConaughey in this movie... Matthew McConaughey hasn't changed. Not even a bit. And it's weird how we all just kind of agree that, oh, he's a good actor now. You know? Like, we, there's, we have no reason. If you go and watch this movie in 2005 and you watch Interstellar, he's the exact same person. I, he may have a little bit longer hair and he may be kind of the cool guy in 2005 and he may be less of the cool guy in 2012, you know, but he's the same fucking guy. And he's the same actor. Like, his, his, he still sounds the same. He still has the same mannerisms. So it's kind of funny that, like, you know, we all just kind of just started thinking, oh, he's just been around for a long time. So he's a good actor now. I always thought he was a good actor. I, I thought he was a good actor in this. And I feel like he's a good actor in Interstellar and in any other movie that I've seen. Well, that's the thing, though, is that we all there's – a, there's a solid five years there where he wasn't getting any good movies. Pretty much after this movie came out. Where – he didn't get any good movies, and it was because we all just like, look, oh, he must be a shit actor. And then now he's kind of come back the last five years. Oh, and they're like, oh, Matthew McConaughey is so awesome. Yeah, he's like won an Oscar and shit now. And it's like, watching this movie, you're like, he's not a good actor still. Or, you know, at least, even if you think he, if you think he is a good actor, you, can't, you have to admit that he hasn't changed. That his style of acting hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny that we all just were like, oh, he's been around for a long time, so he must be good, you know? Yeah. But, it, but it's not that. Like, it's just that he finally started picking some decent movies to make, you know? Yeah. But I, I feel like he's also done a good job with, like, you know, wanting his career to succeed, but also not taking his life too seriously. I feel like he does the movies that he wants to do, regardless if he may think they're shit or not, because you know, he did this movie, and it turned out not, not to be, you know, a great movie in the box office, and did not make a lot of movie, but... Not, not a lot of money. Yeah. What did I say? Not make a lot of movie. Oh, a lot of money. Sorry. And, but he did this movie because it seemed like he wanted to do it. And like, you know, same with all the other movies. He campaigned for like two years to make, to be the lead actor of this role. He did what? He campaigned. Like he was like, let me be this, be this character. Oh, wow. Yeah. Apparently this was like one of his dream roles. Wow. See? Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay. So what do you grade it? Um, I'm gonna grade it in B plus. A B plus? Yeah, I mean, this is probably an A minus B plus for me. That's because I've just I've just seen it so many times. It's like one of my go tos. It's not really about how good the movie is. 
Because, I mean, to me, I think the movie's good, but, like... It's one of your go-tos, but and I'll, you quote it all the time. Yeah, but, I mean, I'll I'll accept that the movie is not the greatest movie of all time. Like, if somebody... Yeah. If, like, a, a movie reviewer was like, this movie is actually terrible because of X, Y, and Z, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough, dude. Who gives a shit? You know? Like, it's Matthew McConaughey in the desert with, talking to Penelope Cruz and making different kinds of, you know, funny jokes. I'm not too worried about what... It, Right. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, for me, it's like an A-, minus. but I totally understand people who say it's not. But if you're looking for a movie that's just, like, you know, fun, free, easy to easy to watch, no issues, this is my movie. Yeah, I definitely think it's a good, you know, back then, if, if it, like I said, if it came out in theaters, it's a good just summer movie. Or, you know, if it's on the background, you know, on the TV or late night, I definitely think it's worth watching, you know, at least once. Because I feel like it's a um, overall feel good movie, and I feel like that's what it aimed to be. So, and that's why it's an A minus B plus for me too. Cool. Um. So, what's the next movie? Next movie that we're gonna do? Yeah. Um, well, anything you excited to see? Yeah, there's a few movies I'm excited to see. So we're seeing Captain Marvel tomorrow night. Yeah. Do you want to do a podcast over that? It depends on how the movie goes. Is it suspected to have good reviews? Or is it? I mean, it's Marvel. Just because it's Marvel doesn't mean it's going to have good reviews, though. Yeah, but it's still be interesting to talk about. Because, I, I, mean, I, I mean... Another female lead movie? Yeah, I don't know. It's Marvel, so I'm interested in seeing what the movie will be. I'm intrigued to see her character, because in the thing, I'm not going to fight you or I'm going to end it. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I guess one thing I'm having issues with her is that, like, I'm having trouble seeing Brie Larson as a, as an action hero. She's too soft spoken. She's not somebody right. I, I see as no, like. That's what I was like. She's not yeah. edgy. Like her voice. Like, I don't know if. Because there's a lot of people, like, the issues that you see in the, in the posters, she's not smiling enough, or um, she's, you know, doesn't seem as. She doesn't seem. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm curious to see if she's a good choice. Right. I mean, there's no doubt that Marvel's going to make. At this point, like, Marvel probably made the right decision. Like, we can just go ahead and just bet, you know? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the worst? Like, uh, the chances of Marvel fucking up this late in the game are is very very slim. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I'm curious to see what all happens there. Uh, there's that, and then and I don't know what else be- before April. But the next movie I know that I'm really excited to see offhand is Shazam. Yeah, Shazam comes out about a month from a month from now. Yeah. What else is there? Um, How to Train Your Dragon 3. Didn't really see that. Lego Movie was okay. Lego Movie was hilarious. Lego Movie was incredibly average. Yes, but it was hilarious. So we have Toy Story 4, um, Avatar 2, Star Wars. Uh, we have Avengers coming out. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, what's coming out, like, the next couple months? Like, the next month. Oh. Before Shazam. Um... This is in order. Oh, five. Okay, so this is for March. Five feet, five feet apart looks super cute. Ew. It's a rom com. Looks stupid. Um. Dumbo. Why did you see Dumbo? I didn't. I'm just oh. assuming Dumbo, probably. Yeah, there's nothing really coming out in March. Well, the next big movie is Shazam after Captain Marvel tomorrow. Cool. Well, then. Um, we'll probably end up doing something about Captain Marvel and just see what's up, you know, might as well. Like, why wouldn't we? You know, obviously we do something about Shazam. But the big one I guess we're waiting for right now is Avengers. That's going to be the big one. 
for me, the big one is Shazam. But yeah, the Ooh. Avengers is. And I, think, I, feel like, I feel like we have to do Avengers because it's the last one. Oh, of, like, definitely we're doing Avengers. Of like the whole like. You could pretty much bet oh. that any Marvel movie that comes out, we'll do a podcast over. Just because it's just it's Marvel, you might as well talk about it. Um, but yeah, if that's it, then this was our Sahara review. So if you guys have any likes or dislikes, be sure to hit us up. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you.